a lot of people out there talking about how, you know what, those guys on that review review show, they're all, all they're talking about are those big blockbuster hits and those big shiny network TV shows. They don't talk about the arts. They don't talk about the avant-garde type of cinema. Well, hey, shove that up your fucking ass. Because we're talking about a Netflix... A indie movie on Netflix called The Discovery because we thought it was interesting and there was also nothing else to talk about, i.e. no big blockbuster movies. So, what do we think of this artful classic? Well, you better tune in and find out for this very artful edition of The Review Review. <laughs> I couldn't think of a good way to get into the show. <laughs> Welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small-town dudes give your big, dumb opinions. I am soon-to-be Papa to the Max Extreme. hi I'm Death! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Birth! <laughs> yes, you're Birth! I'm Death. Oh my god, I've had a long day, JT. You did. So far. I was on as many pin- I was- Probably not on as many pins and needles as you were. <laughs> At least one less. Yes. <laughs> I, if I, uh, obviously nobody knows yet, because I'm telling the story right now. This morning, Chelsea did go into labor. Yeah. Woke up. Uh, she didn't, she hasn't gone to bed since midnight last night. Woof. So she was having contractions all night, and they didn't get bad until about 6 a.m. where she woke me up and said, we need to go right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh god! So I was like, do I have time to shower? I think so. Yes. And so we got. I still wouldn't have. <laughs> we... I'd have been like, I don't care if I smell like shit. We got each... we each cleaned up, went to the hospital, and we were there until three o'clock this afternoon when they said nothing's really happening yet. So you guys can just go home and well, we'll just see what happens. And we're like, oh my god, <laughs> we just. I'm exhausted from just playing the waiting game all day. Just oh, yeah. all, like, oh my god! And she is just beat. Give me my child. Being pregnant. Give me my child. Contractions all day. Oh my god! It's just so heart wrenching knowing you can do nothing. <laughs> it is. It is just like I can do nothing. I'm just gonna sit here and order hospital food. I guess. <laughs> Watch American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> the best way to bring your child into the world. Yeah. Just chock full of adrenaline watching a bunch of dudes tackle an obstacle course. Yeah, uh, yeah some better than others. But enough of that shit. <laughs> That's going to put on the back burner. Honey, don't go into labor just yet. I'm trying to see if this farmer from Oklahoma can challenge the murder horn. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if you can do the adult monkey bars. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, so at any time during the show, I could be summoned to just get back to the hospital, which is exciting. I know. We're, this could literally, we could be, this could be a short show where it's just like, well, Troy's gone. I'll tell you how I feel about the discovery, and then I'm going to leave. And then I guess I'll just turn it off. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep recording. <laughs> make sure it evens out to a, no, to like a, a good two hours like it usually is. It's going to be silence. Yeah. Just come back at the end. Oh, we're done, and yeah. then turn it off. We've been done for a, <laughs> we've been done for a while. Uh, but the news this week, JT, huge news broke today. Today, the hottest character, hottest character free agent. In- everyone was everyone was in talks to do it. That's right. Anyone from Pierce Brosnan to still bummed it's not Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> yeah. To uh, I like who name? they got Zod. Uh, shit. Michael Shannon. Yeah. Uh, none of those people got None of them. Came out from nowhere. Threw on someone in left field. Came right out. That's right. Thanos himself. That's true. (laughs) Josh Brolin (laughs) playing Cable in Deadpool 2. And I really like this pick. It's good. I like it. I didn't know he could double dip like that. He's double dipping that chip, that Marvel chip. That's true. I mean, it is both. It's both Marvel properties, so yep. maybe that's how he got through it. One but. side's purple, one side has one eye. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> very true. Uh, so yeah, I'm stoked. Josh Brolin, big tough guy, big, big tough guy, playing a big tough guy, big big tough all around. Just a big <laughs> tough. We like to call him Big Tough. <laughs> that's what we always call him anyway. Oh, big tough Josh Brolin. <laughs> Hey, everyone clear the set. Old Big Tough's on the set. Old Big Tough's coming out here. Big Tough Josh coming through. <laughs> Big Tough Josh. Uh, yeah, so look for forward to him playing Cable in Deadpool 2. Finally. He will be, he will be coming as, the, as a promise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he will be coming. Uh, exciting news. We can finally put that news to rest. Good. Put it to bed. Putting it to bed. I'm going to tuck it in real quick. Big Tough gets tucked in. Big Tough is getting tucked in right now. Uh, Other big news, JT. The uh, Star Wars Celebration is starting very soon. Ooh. uh, Better be a fucking trailer pretty soon, goddammit. Well, that's the rumor that the teaser trailer for Last Jedi could be dropping this in the next few days. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know, right? I am super stoked for it. And uh, all the other Star Wars news, I am also excited for I think it starts tomorrow and runs through Saturday, maybe? Yep. Woo-wee! Get out of here. I've Get already, out of here. I've already seen super famous nerds that I follow on Twitter already arriving to the celebration. Get it out here. I want it. Give me that trailer. Now. So, who knows? I bought Rogue One last week. I just bought it the other day. Oh. <sighs> I know. We haven't watched it yet. We've been I a little either. busy. I'm pretty sure you guys have been busy. <laughs> I want to say you guys were probably pretty busy with stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I am excited to see uh, anything they say about Last Jedi, anything they say about uh, what's going on, and anything else. Han Solo, Han Solo movie's not too far behind from that Last Jedi. Yeah, they've already started it. Yeah. Well, they have to because it comes yeah, out. Yeah, he said it comes out like in May or something. Right? Yeah, it comes out uh, middle of the year next year, so. Uh, Gotta get on it. Get that, that Alden Ehrenreich in there. That's right. Get that Aaron Reich in there. Uh, also, in other casting news, I should have went from this from uh, Big Old Tough. Oh, man. Big, Big Tough. tough. Uh, Fantastic Beast sequel. We know that's on the horizon pretty soon. <laughs> and 
can't. That and <laughs> however many numbers of other movies are making off that. But uh, a young Dumbledore has been confirmed. Uh-oh. Can you give it? It's a Hollywood A-lister, JT. Oh, shit. Can you guess who it is? <sighs> Jude Law. You are correct. What? <laughs> it is Jude Law. Oh, man. Number one with a bullet, JT. That's right. You don't you fuck with me. On that casting news, Jude Law is going to be playing. It was between young... him and Ewan McGregor, and I wouldn't see them doing Ewan McGregor as Dumbledore. He's already young Obi-Wan. Yeah, he's already Obi-Wan. a younger he can't be young. He can't be two young icons. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if it was Ewan McGregor, I hope he does just, like, chop off... Whatever the bad Voldemort's legs or whatever. Says <laughs> I have the high ground. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> I have the high ground. <laughs> what does that fucking that mean? That always happens. <laughs> I just want to see a bunch. I just want to see a bunch of Jedi battles where they just race each other up hills. <laughs> that's every that's every Jedi battle. It's just a big race uphill. <laughs> Don't get ahead of me. <laughs> You'll have the high ground. Uh, I am all over the place this... Oh, yeah, but Jude Law, anyway, being in Fantastic Beasts. And speaking of Star Wars, Princess Leia. Uh, it's Carrie With Carrie Fisher's death, we heard that she will be uh, still be in Episode 8 because all of our parts have been uh, yes. filmed. Yes. But they, she is also going to be appearing in Episode 9. <gasps> And I don't know how they're going to do it if they're keeping back some of the footage they filmed in 8 and just kind of stretching those parts out a little bit to retool the uh, Ooh, boy. the episodes. I know. Spoiler. So she's not going to... She's going to survive 8. Apparently. Unless she's going to be like Jedi Ghost or Force oh, Ghost because she is Force, force Sensitive. That's true. She's a Skywalker. That's true. Who knows force how ghost. that could work. Uh, but yeah, she will be in episode nine in some form or another, maybe Tarkin style. <laughs> Can't wait. It's <laughs> a cartoonish uh, version of them past selves. Yep. Hold on. I got to play this Princess Leia video game before we progress the story even more. <laughs> yeah, I need to watch this weird PS2 cutscene real quick. Uh, JT, fan of Supergirl. Yeah. That's about everybody's uh, feelings towards it. Uh, you were a fan of Superman in Supergirl, the Superman that they picked. Yep, yep, look good. Well, JT, then you may want to try to check out the season Still finale of won't. season two. <laughs> Apparently, Superman is confirmed to appear in the finale. I have no context. I just don't. Of season two. <laughs> Big news in CW. Big news. Supergirl. Big news. You know what I actually thought of the other day? Because I listened to a podcast where they review, not every single week, but they review all the CW shows, what they like, yeah. didn't like. And then they always kind of dog on Legends because it's the least rated show, like it gets the least ratings oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But I was like, why don't they put Superman on that show? Why yeah. not? I don't know. Fucking make people watch it. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Fuck, we got Superman. <laughs> Nobody cares about anybody else. Just have Superman on the show. And just be like, ah, I can't always fight because I'm allergic to magic or whatever. There you go. <laughs> Depower him a little bit. Depower him. <laughs> so he's just not cleaning house every ten minutes. Yeah. I saw, I stumbled upon like a trailer for that Riverdale. 
and it looked like a dark murder mystery. And I was like, this is supposed to be, like, Archie? Yeah, 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 yeah. It looked like everything I saw, I didn't even, like, I didn't hear it. Like, it was on a TV, like, in the background. I was like, what the fuck is this? It looks like some dark murder mystery, like, angsty teen bullshit. And it's like, Riverdale. I was like, what the f- <laughs> have what? you Have you seen any of that show yet? No. Obviously not. But, um, yeah, I heard about that, and I was, like, I'm not a huge fan of Archie. I have a few of the books when it relaunched or whatever. Yeah. And I have some of the fun spinoffs that they do, like Archie meets Predator and all that kind of stuff, oh, like yeah. the weird shit they do. Yeah. But, like, this never gravitated towards me whatsoever. <laughs> and then I heard the reviews of the first episode, and everyone is fairly positive about it. They're like, it's essentially just a murder mystery, but with Archie characters, and it's teen angsty. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that doesn't interest me whatsoever. And then... I guess the first episode is pretty strong, and then they kind of, like, leave that kind of the strength of the pilot, and they it kind of falls into, like, a small villain kind of. Oh, my God. Not in a superhero way, but, like, that, if you like Smallville, that's what you kind of can expect what it turned into. Oh, yeah. Just kind of, like, angsty, over-the-top kind of stuff, and I'm like, well, now I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> So yeah, that I don't know. I'm not a. Fan. I'm glad Archie's getting some uh, exposure. Give him some love. Give him Archie some love. But I don't give a shit about Riverdale whatsoever. Yeah, it's bright and colorful. I like the way it looks. It didn't look bright and colorful when I saw the. Well, thing it's very. For it. It's very saturated. Everything that I've seen from it has like Archie's got like a bright blue and orange jacket on and whatever. Yeah. And anyway, it doesn't matter. But speaking of bright colors. That's the only reason I would Bright colors. Because I want to do a segue. Are you a fan <laughs> of the gorillas? Yeah, I do like the gorillas a lot. They have those bright, colorful animations yeah, of themselves. They just came out with a new album not too long ago. That's right. Well, an animated 10-part series is in development featured Ooh. around the gorillas and that Ooh. animation style. Ooh. Uh, apparently, I don't know what company it's going to go through or even if it's going to be a thing. But apparently they had a movie fall through that they were going to have about the gorillas, maybe around one of their first albums or so. Yeah. But that was going to be made by DreamWorks. Yeah. And it fell through because they thought like, well, we kind of make stuff for kids and this is going to be more like broody and more adult themed <laughs> <laughs> just from some of the lyrics in your songs. So kind of never went anywhere, but I I would be interested to see what they did, even if it's like a like a fifteen minute episodes or oh, whatever, yeah. just kind of like weird adventures and have like one song in each episode or something like yeah. that. That'd be kind of cool. I would be into that idea that I just made up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more news, JT. No. Doubt about it, we knew Beauty and the Beast was going to be a huge thing. Oh, yeah. It's close to that bill. Did uh, it get that bill? Worldwide made that bill. First bill of the year. <laughs> First bill of the year. Not even a question. Worldwide box office have passed $1 billion as Give of either bill. yesterday or today. It's in that RDJ club right now. Give it that bill. Getting that bill, baby. And that's still fairly early on in its run, too. Um, yeah. There's not really anything else com- really coming out in April that's going to completely compete with it. Mm-mm. Like, I was, like, going through April, and there's, like, dog shit coming out for things in April. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, 
uh, Fate of the Furious. That comes out this Friday. Um, I mean, that's going to do a lot. I don't know if it's the same. You know what? It might be the same people going to see that. Because it's like... Yeah. People, I know a lot of people went to this for nostalgia. Oh, yeah. For Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. And those people are now grown up and are probably going to see <laughs> Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah. Either they're being drugged there by their boyfriends or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Well, no, there's a lot of things that I like looked at in April where I just wasn't really yeah. drawn to it. Yeah. Well, that's why our slate's so clean. I know. <laughs> Got nothing. So clean. I have actually something later on in the show. You know what? I'll actually say it right now. Our pal Jude. Yeah. He commented on our last episode when we were kind of going on like April's cop. Oh, excuse me. I'm dursting like Jesus crazy. Jesus Christ, man. Also, fact to know, today is Robert Durst's birthday. Because <laughs> no, we nice. were looking on celebrity birthdays today. I'm like, oh, if our baby's born today, I wonder what celebrity you would share a birthday with. And Robert, Robert Durst was on the, like, the top of the list. And we're like, great, an old creepy murderer. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Jude, he wrote in our last episode when we said, uh, April, we don't have a whole lot of stuff. And he's like, you know what? Before Baby Driver comes out, you should uh, go back and do a look back at the Cornetto trilogy. Okay. And do those slate of films. Um, June 28th is when Baby Driver comes out. June 28th, yeah. I think we have a few things coming out in June. Oh, take a peek. Oh, God. Yeah, I think June's got more than we... Okay, yeah, Wonder Woman, that's it. Yeah, so we can... Oh, yeah, we could fit in. We could fit in some stuff. That's right. That is... Yeah, because we could do... Oh, yeah, we could do all three. Yep. We could do all three. If Sean, else Sean Fuzz and World's End. That's right. I haven't seen any of those. No, actually, I've seen Hot Fuzz most recently, but I haven't Hot seen, Fuzz is what I've seen the most. I've seen Shaun of the Dead the most, and right now that one's my favorite. I really like Hot Fuzz, but I really have like a soft spot for Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, I I think Hot Fuzz is the best, but yeah, Shaun of the Dead is like the one that I've seen the least, so that's the one that I don't have as many. I don't I don't remember as many inside jokes about, so when I get into them, I'm like, God damn it, Shaun of the Dead's good. <laughs> Have you seen World's End more than Shaun of the Dead? Or no, uh, I've seen Hot Fuzz more than Shaun of the Dead. Oh, okay. So like, Hot okay. Fuzz is always the one where it's like the one that I always go back to, but then when I get Shaun of the Dead, I'm like, oh man, yeah, Shaun of the Dead's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is really good. And I really like World's End too, because it has like a lot of awesome parts in it, but I think I just like certain parts rather than the whole movie. Yeah. It takes big chances. Yeah. It takes big swings, so I like that. But that's a good uh, good idea, Jude. You're always out there looking out for us. <sighs> pound it, Jude. Fist pound. <laughs> uh, so check him out. The Gravity Fallen on SoundCloud if you're out there. Do it. He's the one with, like, Steve Azuzu as his avatar or whatever. <laughs> Steve Zuzu, whatever his name is. Bill Murray. You got it. From Life of <laughs> Bill Murray. <laughs> uh, what else do I got? Oh, I I have to bring this up because I'm like kind of tired today and I watched a lot of real TV with commercials and even when I got home and I was watching like Hulu and had commercial breaks. Yeah. For whatever reason, like there's been a lot of yogurt commercials on. There has been. What's that one? Like that Greek one they keep fucking dropping. I don't know. But like it's... <laughs> This is just my gripe corner right now. It's like every yogurt commercial that I've seen has 
fucking women in workout clothes. And every time they just reach for a fridge filled only with Greek yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> peel it back. you don't have to eat anything else. That's right. And then uh, even though dairy is not really the best thing for a body. <laughs> and they eat it. And every time they eat it, it's like the best thing they've ever tasted. Yeah. They're, they're smiling. And we like, they come when they eat it. <laughs> And it's well, like, pretty much that. It, it is cum. It's like, like milk cum. That's the what only yogurt reason is. I have yogurt is to down it really hard so I can just stay regular. Like, that's all I have yogurt for. Because oh, I've People reached... are learning so much about you right now. <laughs> that's... This just in. Chore to the max does not shit properly. <laughs> the only reason I need it. Because I've reached that age where I'm like, now I need to really watch what I eat. And so I can have a regular BM. Because <laughs> I ate... Too much cheese or whatever before. You're really going to have to dig in there deep, bro. God damn it. <laughs> Here comes a part of the show where people hear me in the background <laughs> grabbing a beer. Ah, <laughs> uh, there we go. Uh, maybe when I time off, I'll build something. Probably won't, though. <laughs> I've actually planned to do a lot of projects during my time off. Shit. I, but uh, no, on the, on the subject of commercials, my favorite one that we always cycle through when we're watching Hulu is that match is that match.com one where the guy is talking to that Australian chick. I don't know. What Have you, you seen that one? Maybe. Oh my God. Go on. I might, it's it my might favorite because he talks to her like, have you, have you used match? And she's <laughs> like, she's like, no, I haven't. And then it's like, like, do you know anyone who has it? Like, oh, my sister has <laughs> like, she got, she actually married him and they have kids. And he's like, so your sister's all happy <laughs> And you haven't used match, and you're all alone. <laughs> Pretty much. And then, like, you, they, they, like, zoom on her face, and she has this look on her face like, this motherfucker. Fuck you. Like, it's supposed to be a commercial for a match. <laughs> and she has this look on her face where it's like, you just fucking told me I'm a big, pathetic loser because my sister's married, and I'm not. <laughs> it's seriously my favorite. I've seen that commercial. Oh, my God. I comment on it every time it comes up, and, like, to the point where, like, Molly's disgusted with me now <laughs> because I'm like, <laughs> it just, oh, she looks so beaten by that one comment where he's like, so she's living happily ever after, and you're not using match, huh? <laughs> And she like has this, like she like does like this thing where she like she gets this blank look on her face and then she licks her lips and she's like, yeah, <laughs> like go oh God, yeah, like, holy shit! No, yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. Literally the I've best that commercial that Hulu plays. God, oh, it's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> look, I don't mind that Hulu plays commercials, and I know you can pay like an extra seven or eight bucks to like have commercial free yeah I, i'm against that because i don't care i even heard that like the popular shows still have them like if you all the ones that everybody yeah. wants to watch they still have commercials anyway so yeah. i'm not gonna pay eight dollars for to skip a 30 second commercial <laughs> yeah, it's fine so whatever but anyway they need to play a more variety of commercials because <laughs> if you're watching keep playing that match one though it's <laughs> the best <laughs> when i was like trying to get through all legion Every commercial break would be the same, like three commercials. And oh, I'm like, I know. Holy fuck! Uh, I remember when I was watching the first season of Fargo. They kept playing that <laughs> that fucking like college one. Oh, like Kaplan College yeah, or Kaplan, whatever. Yeah, Jesus where it's just like this Christ. woman, like fucking like it like ends with like people like throwing a surprise party for her because she graduated like fucking. <laughs> 
<laughs> Kaplan. Oh, yeah. Like, nobody does that. <laughs> some some stupid-ass surprise birthday party type bullshit because you graduated from Kaplan College. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Oh, well, that's all great. We're, this is great stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like tired Troy. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, I do have two bits of bits uh, today, JT. Um, so let's do the theme. <laughs> do bits now? Do you want to do them now, or do you want to wait? I, I mean, we could do we can do them in the middle of news. Oh, I didn't know if you had any because you I said had, you. I have. I can cycle through and see. Okay, yeah, let's go. Let's go. I had a few things. Let me look. Um, Mm. Get me off guard here. Sorry. You came in all super, super sure yourself that you didn't have any news except for the Josh Brolin, old tough Josh. Oh, no. I had that, but I also had other stuff on here. Um, Troy. Pretty interesting. You okay? <laughs> uh, I guess um, uh, Guillermo del Toro is putting it out there that he would be interested in one of the Star Wars uh, runoff, like one-offs. Oh, cool! And uh, he said, I guess they say that he's in talks with Lucasfilm with possibly doing a Godfather-style Jabba the Hutt film. That sounds very interesting. Like, jump into, like, the shady criminal underworld of Jabba the Hutt. Like, see his rise to power. Like, how could a big slug man become (laughs) the most powerful gangster on Tatooine? That sounds interesting. Like, it sounds... Okay, this is why it sounds interesting. Because of the creature effects that would be in that movie if Del Toro took over. Yeah. But I don't give a shit about Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> Dude, I love Jabba the Hutt. I like Jabba the Hutt in what I've seen of him, but I couldn't see, like, a Hutt-exclusive movie. Okay. You know but no, I, I I would like just, like, the whole aspect of the criminal underworld of Tatooine. Yeah. Maybe if they mixed it up and it was, like, a Boba Fett, Jabba the Hutt... Like, run-ins with, like, Lando and Han and, like, all that kind of backstory that they had before, like, episode four. Okay. All that kind of shit mixed together. I think I'd be into that. I would need somebody else that I have an attachment to to be in it than just hmm. Pizza the Hut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would, I just like to see, I like to see, like, how a, how the Star Wars universe would handle a, like, a rise to power, like gangster type film mm. i would like to see how they handle that too but it just seems like a prelude comic to me idea it does well all, they're all kind of like prelude comics like there's yeah a lot of people talk yeah <laughs> there's true. a lot of people talking about like i think even you said like you're not too keen on like a han solo film because it's like the like it's cool for to like hear all the stories that he tells and wondering whether or not they're true yeah a lot of the best parts is just not knowing if, yeah yeah We'll see. But who knows? We, With Guillermo we'll on there could be pretty interesting. Yeah, I have no doubt that that would Especially be an interesting pick. Especially the creature pick. effects. Yeah. Um, um, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Troy. <laughs> yeah. Doing so much shit. 
Yeah. I guess he came on an interview and said that he was supposed to be Jack Reacher. What? In the Jack Reacher films, but then he got turned down for Tom Cruise. Oh, my. Tom Cruise played a Scientology card. Yep. <laughs> Bullied the it's rock. Like, we are on you. Get Challenged the fuck the out of here. Challenged the rock to a race, and yep. Tom Cruise won in he spades. Did. He did. He beat him by a, a billion miles. <laughs> that's, uh... Well, that's fine. I have no stakes in Jack Reacher or whatever you said. What yeah. was it? Jack Reacher or Paul Ryan or whatever it was? Jack Reacher. What the fuck is that me? Oh my god, it's my mother calling. I'm Uh-oh. gonna text her back. Uh she wants to know about that baby. Call you back later. Instant text reply. Oh my god, you know it. <laughs> you do so well with that. Uh Troy. We've yeah. reviewed some Adam Sandler films on here. Boy, have we. Too much of our chagrin. We haven't been too keen about them. <laughs> That's true. You know who else isn't too keen on Adam Sandler's films? <laughs> I saw this, but go on. His children. His <laughs> 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 kid's giving it to him straight. Daddy, you suck. Sorry. <laughs> Dad, are they like 30 as kids? <laughs> Daddy. I don't know. Yeah, Daddy, why are you making this bullshit? Oh, shit. I don't want to watch a shitting donkey. <laughs> like, I hope his kids are like five where they're just like, this is dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, did, uh, I was just listening to something else and somebody was not necessarily praising Adam Sandler. But they were, like, saying, if a production company came to, to me and said, like, here's $25 million, go make a film with your friends, they'd do the exact same thing. And True. Like, you yeah. can get away, if you can get away with it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. More like, power to you. Yeah. Like, oh, we need to film in Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah. <They're> like, <laughs> oh, okay, what's this supposed to be about? We'll tell you later. <laughs> yeah. Just make something up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, guys, we've been we've been sunbathing and fucking these models for thirty six hours straight. We should probably film a couple scenes, you know, just in case. Yeah, they want to see something. Yeah, let's get a bunch of let's uh let's get a bunch of sponsors to make up for the loss of money. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, Bud Light box. Or yeah, whatever. let's go. Yeah, let's go get Bud Light. Let's pay. Let's plaster Bud Light on everything, and then do a scene where you're sitting in a pool, so I don't have to move too far. Also, let's make at least one line in there that we just hate women. <laughs> exactly. Let's cast one woman and make her a huge bitch. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Also, they were then that same thing I was listening to. They were like, and to think if he stopped making movies, all of those people that like he makes movies with would just be out of work forever because yeah. nobody else would make a movie with them, which I wouldn't necessarily care. Because they're not really strong, and any of the weird actors he gets, like Steve Buscemi, like, he can f- always find work somewhere yeah. else. Dude, Steve Buscemi's badass. But, like, Rob Schneider? Sorry, buddy, you had your run. Yeah, <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> you're probably getting residuals from Deuce yeah. Bigelow still. Just just leech off of your daughter who's making bitchin' music. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot <laughs> about that. <laughs> and just... <laughs> Uh, Troy, uh, I guess the MTV Movie Award nominations came out this past week. Mm -hmm. I didn't really care too much to look it up because they usually all suck. (laughs) 
But um, I got a few notes on them with them taking one step forward and then taking two Ooh. steps back. Give First, their step forward. Uh, for their acting category, they're actually making it non-gender specific. Oh, that's uh, progressive. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Like, not male or female, just best acting, actor, actress. Right. Put them all together. Right. There's no really no specific reason why you should have right certain gender that's right that's a good idea i like then that they took two steps back because one of those nominations was jared leto as the joker <laughs> Ooh. and in true jared leto fashion he tweeted out about it as the joker fuck he on jared leto's twitter he uh-huh. says and i quote Oh, the fire of my loins, the itch in my crotch, the one, the only, the infamous MTV Movie Awards, thank you. And then he quotes it as the Joker. <laughs> Did it say promoted so this is not, tweet on the bottom? This is not, this is not, so keep in mind, this is not him tweeting this, this is... Oh, this the is Joker. Ju- the Joker. The Joker is saying this. Oh, God. Do you think if he wins, the Joker would get the award and make it such a weird <sighs> if he fucking award shows show. up in the mtv awards as the joker awesome Ugh. i'm for it <laughs> yeah go ahead and embarrass yourself it's the fucking worst rendition <laughs> he like reminds me of like uh a lot of people i see like in independent wrestling where they're like this is my this is who i am this is my character. Like, this is a part of me. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's sure as fuck isn't entertaining. <laughs> I yeah, mean, you right. do that shit at home if you think that's part of you, but it's it's not... You shouldn't put that in front of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good... Yeah. Oh, my God. I only hope that he just goes to the awards in Joker. Yeah. Oh, my God. It would be... be it would actually be pretty fucking hilarious. Because... <laughs> Dude, that would ruin him. <laughs> it really I know. would. Like he's actually pretty good. Yeah. He's... And then, like, for him to just throw, put all of his chips on the Joker. Mm-hmm. Like, why? He's so scorned that nobody loves him. <laughs> so scorned. I know. Every interview I hear about him, he's it's him bitching about how they, didn't, how no one's using enough Joker footage. Like, there, there's so much Joker footage out there. Why aren't? Why are people trying to put more of it out there? <laughs> Probably because it's fucking awful, Jared. It makes no G damn sense. That's yeah, why. It's bullshit. Jared. They added one more scene in the Suicide Squad, like, like uh, when they extended put the Suicide cut. Squad extended cut, and it was terrible. Like, I could see why they put so little of you in it. <laughs> yeah, I heard it's just nonsensical stuff. It's nonsense bullshit, and it makes no sense. Like, I don't even know what the Joker's supposed to be in it. You're... It's awful. <laughs> it's awful. Congratulations on your MTV Movie Award nomination, Jared Leto. Because it's the fucking shit. Hashtag Joker Leto. <laughs> hashtag MTV. Hashtag yes. Uh, Troy, some news came out about a show we were really into, The Crown. Oh, oh. oh. Go on. Uh, I guess for, um, (laughs) since they're doing like a 10 year jump in time between Mm -hmm. seasons, I guess Claire Foy and, um, Matt Smith will not be returning. Oh no. As the queen and, uh, Prince Philip. 
That sucks. So uh, they'll so they're just gonna recast the part every time they do a new season. Huh. Which I think is kind of interesting. I think, it, yeah, it's... and I think it adds some longevity to the actual show too. Like you don't have to have commit these people to like these long, like seven year contracts to try yeah. and. And it probably would make the show more affordable. You won't have to fucking like up, up their pay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I like it. The and only it... thing that would suck if like you really liked somebody's performance in it because they already aged up um, Matt Smith a little bit. Well, not really. They just, like, I don't know. They made him look older than he is. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, I kind I really liked his performance in that, but who knows? Maybe well, they're not going to be, well, maybe Philip won't be a huge central part in it. Yeah. But, I mean, it's got to be the queen. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> huge central part in it. You know, the one that holds the crown. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course. The crown-wielding queen. Right. <laughs> Uh, Troy, I know what film you're looking forward to the most. Mm. That Bumblebee spinoff film. Just give it to me now. <laughs> uh, I guess it's supposed to be a Transformers prequel. Oh. oh so I guess yeah. before human <laughs> interaction? I don't... Uh, who knows? <laughs> it's gonna suck either way. Who fucking knows how that all works. So, um... So are they gonna be on Cybertron? Or is it going to sure. be on Earth? I don't fucking care. Um, <laughs> I don't know how Transformers work. Yeah, it's Transformers. Who gives a shit? Uh, yeah, that's all my news, Troy. All right. Well, with the death of an 80s franchise... <laughs> you're, I love this. this I'm, I'm like watching the straws <laughs> that you're grasping for for these fucking... There's not many of them there. <laughs> I uh, I do have some uh, two aforementioned bits Oof. that happened this know, last I'm few days. I'm pretty sure I know of one of them. Um, first one happened earlier in the week. Oh, you can do the theme song, Troy. Oh fuck! Where is my I head? Know, I, hey, ah! you run a little. You run a little sleep. I understand. <laughs> I understand. People die, and it's the pits. Please stay tuned for Neil's bits. It was beautiful. Nailed it. I wish I had like a wine glass where I could be like. Ah. <laughs> uh, first one. Uh, Don Rickles. Yep. Died at ninety years old. It's a good age. Um, I, I can't remember what day it was. It was was it earlier this week or Sunday maybe? I want. Yeah, I think it was regardless uh he was taken by type 2 diabetes and a little bit of hypertension yeah uh but an impressive career spanning 74 years in the entertainment industry Mm -hmm. quite an impressive body of work uh amazing comedian yeah uh i haven't seen everything obviously in his whole (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in his whole uh, works, but uh, everything I have seen of him, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. And he was even working, well, close to up to the end, because he had like a, I think he had like a interview type of show that was like a web series or oh, something really? like that. Shit. I want to say I heard that somewhere. I, that could be a bit wrong, and maybe it wasn't so recent, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, impressive. Uh, yeah. Don Rickles will be missed. He's going to be missed by everybody. Oh, yeah. 
in entertainment in Hollywood. Every yeah. comedian looked up to him. Yeah, I, I appreciate his like don't give a fuck style. Of <laughs> yeah, because he didn't give a fuck who you were. No, he would no, just, no, he would even tell you jokes that didn't even make sense. It was just like, <laughs> fuck, I don't even know if that's offense offensive to me or. <laughs> Um, the other, uh, tragic death that I have, not so tragic, but, um, Charlie Murphy passed away today. Charlie Murphy? Charlie Murphy died, uh, at 57 years old. What the fuck? Of leukemia. Jesus! I know, right? I had no idea. All of this has hit me at once. (laughs) I know. I, it was another thing I saw today when I was just waiting at the hospital and it just totally blew me away. Jesus. Uh, Charlie Murphy, the, I think older brother of Eddie Murphy or maybe younger. I want to say it's younger. How old is Eddie Murphy? Do you think if, if Charlie Murphy was 57, (sighs) well, maybe he was older then, but, uh, Anyway, brother of Eddie Murphy, and he was like a main cast member on the Chappelle show when that was on. Um, You know him from like the Rick James and Prince, like uh, (laughs) Charlie Murphy diaries or whatever the the bits were. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, he died today at 57 years old. Uh, Terrible loss. Yeah. Charlie Murphy, may your couch be unfucked. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, two big, huge columns of win. Comedy, comedy titans. I know, I know. You will both be missed. Uh, now, this is the part where we bring the show back up. Yep. Took this, a little dip. Now we're coming back to appease the people. That's right. What's coming up? We know it's done. Dun dun. <laughs> It's the Law and Order version. Don't <laughs> don't. <laughs> uh, I only have one trailer today, JT. That's all I had time for. But it's a biggin. Boy, was it! It's a biggin. This one dropped out of nowhere. I know. Too. There wasn't like a trailer for the trailer. No, nope. it was just like boom. Here you go. Like, and you're like, eat oh it. Oh my god, eat it. And I'm like, I mm, want more. <laughs> Uh, enough dicking around. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Dropped its first teaser trailer just the other day out of nowhere. Too much of my pleasure. <laughs> this, I had no idea did what you, to... Did, do you have sex with this trailer, Troy? I had sex with my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Afterwards. Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> this... Like I, the only thing I've ever seen of this movie so far, footage-wise, is some leaked footage they showed of like Thor fighting in the woods, and it looks like nothing like this trailer. Yeah. So now that we get to see the tone that they're showing, if you haven't seen it, it looks like almost like Guardians of the Galaxy. It does almost, and it should because he's pretty much being thrown like into their realm. Yeah. Like, and uh, I it shows Thor. Like, to- fighting uh, Hela and just getting his ass whooped. Yeah. Like, Molnir. They just... See ya. Blow the fucker up. <laughs> See you later, like, buddy. fucking laying fucking scorched earth on <laughs> yeah. fucking Asgard. Like, yeah. it looks like the stakes are high as fuck. Yeah. Like, it makes me excited for a villain. Yeah. 
for a change. Yep. Like, it doesn't look like just some face. Like, this looks like someone where it's like, I don't even know how the fuck you're going to beat this chick. Like, <laughs> you're fucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it looks awesome. And then he gets uh, dumped on this planet of uh, Sakaar. And it looks like he... I don't know if he's, like, less powerful now that he got, like, a... I don't know what it is. But he ends up getting taken captive and, like gladiator style is thrown into a gladiatorial ring where now you get to see Jeff Goldblum playing his weird character. God damn it. It looks (sighs) so, I totally forgot Goldblum was in this too. And then you saw him being so, he's being so Goldblum. It's amazing. (laughs) Oh my God. And the whole, uh, the, the, the music choice that they had behind the whole trailer. Oh yeah. What an amazing choice. Yeah. It looks like, it's very levitous. Like it's got a lot of comedy yeah. elements to well, it. It's got Taika Waititi up there. Up That's that right. Shit. Uh, and you get to see the Hulk. Yes. In his big green glory and all of his fucking ceremonial battle armor. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. This trailer looks just the fucking yeah. bomb. This looks com. like it looks. This looks like if Marvel did Mad Max, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm like on board <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> yeah, like this is probably the one that I'm looking forward to the most out of the three Marvel films coming out this year. Same. Yeah. Like I, it oh. looks ridiculous. I mean, I know what to expect with Spider Man. Looks yeah. good, but yeah. we already already saw almost the whole movie on that last oh, yeah. fucking trailer. Yep. Yeah. Guardians is probably going to be good, but we've already kind of seen it. Yeah. This is something completely new, and it's the third one. Yeah, this looks like (laughs) nothing they've done. They've even, like, scratched the surface for in the terms of the other Thor films. Like, this just looks like the first two were like, yeah, here's Thor, here's Thor. Like, Thor! Number three. Like, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Like, this looks insane. Little factoid for you. It's the most watched Disney Marvel trailer Ever that in its first 24 hours. Shit. Yeah. Ever. It's so good. Like, I could see, like, you know what? I'm actually surprised by both. Like, because I would have figured, like, the Avengers would have been the most watched. Yeah. Or even, like, Avengers 2. And, like, but it also surpasses Disney. Yeah. As a tra- <laughs> Like, this is the biggest one of both of those companies. Yeah. First watch in 24 hours. I don't know. It, it, there's so many elements in this trailer that where it just shows me a movie that I've wanted to see so much from Marvel where it's like super formidable foe, uh-huh. like fish out of water, but it's like in not on Earth. Like, we've seen him do so much shit on Earth. Like, I want to see them explore these other crazy yeah. places. Yeah. Like, gladiatorial fucking fighting Mm -hmm. like ah we haven't seen that shit in this kind of world like i know oh it's so good and it looks just so colorful and uh, yeah just just fun yeah you know what i'm saying and from what i hear i don't know if it's true or not but that's only though everything you saw on the trailer is only the first like third of the movie there's like way more so i'm just like on the edge of my seat God damn it. Um, also, a little more on this. Uh, there's a rumor going around that the last Infinity Stone will appear in this movie. What's that one supposed to be? Uh, the Soul Stone, I think. <sighs> and people say that Heimdall, Idris Elba, is the Soul Stone. Oh, shit. Because in the first Thor movie, 
I know they show him in this, and he looks like a badass. Like, he's got yeah, long like hair, dreads. and he's like, fuck! And his eyes glow yellow, which the yellow stone is the la- the soul stone. Oh, shit. So, like, in the first Thor movie, this is, uh, I think Mr. Sunday Movies put this together. But he's, in the first movie, he says, like, I can see all the stars out there. I'm connected to all the souls in the universe. And I'm like, oh, it's like, shit. oh my god, <laughs> what a fucking smart ass thing to do. There you go, man. God damn, god damn. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like that'd be like the third stone that's connected to the Thor movies, because like Loki's scepter was one. Oh yeah, the ether was the other one, and yeah. then this one would be the third one. Three out of six, baby. Oh shit. Oh shit, bruh. And I guess technically the Cosmic Cube. Oh, no, that was more. Uh, well, that was kind of Asgardian because the Red Skull gets it from an Asgard temple or whatever. Oh, my God. Fucking A, brah. <laughs> you have to do a lot to keep all those stones away from old Big Tough. <laughs> Get out of it, Big Tough Paws. Big Tough. <laughs> Big Tough's on his way. <laughs> oh, yeah, but Thor Ragnarok looks fucking great. Can't wait for it. On board. On um, board full, wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Anything else, JT, before we get that's, into... That's all I got. The Discovery. The Discovery. The Discovery. <laughs> the Disc Ovary. Nailed it that time. Okay, The Discovery. Uh, a film distributed by Netflix. Yes. I think, um, it, think it was uh, premiered at Sundance. Yes, January 20th premiered at Sundance Film Festival. Ooh. Picked up by Netflix and distributed. Dropped March 31st in the US and UK. Okay. Uh, there's not a lot of financial news about this. As yeah. <laughs> I tried to look up for just, any anything yeah. earlier about it and I get nothing. It was just distributed on Netflix for um, subscribers. It's hard to... <laughs> Put a dollar amount on it. Uh, at least two people watched it. Us. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep. IMDb has it at a six point four out of ten. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes forty three percent. Uh oh, low. And uh, Metacritic threw that one in there this week. Okay. Fifty five percent. Ooh, a little low. Low. Little low. Hmm. Uh, interesting factoid as well. Uh, the main character, Will, yeah. portrayed by, I uh, almost said Seth Rogen, and that's not right, Jason Siegel, <laughs> yeah, was originally going to be Nicholas Holt. You may remember him as Beast from X-Men First Class. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. He had to drop out because of scheduling conflicts with another movie, so they got Jason Siegel. Hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. yeah I don't know, man. Well, uh, JT... What's what's the plot? The plot of this? <laughs> what is a brief plot synopsis brief, of brief Netflix's synopsis? The Discovery. Okay. Well, uh, Robert Redford mm-hmm. in this plays a scientist who, with his partner, dis- uh, figured out that uh, when you die, there's a part of your consciousness that leaves your brain. So, in part, people have drawn the conclusion that there is an afterlife. Mm-hmm. To that point, people just start being like, all right, well, 
fuck this life. <laughs> and there just started becoming mass suicides around the world yeah. to the point where I think it was two million people in the past two years. Because this takes place like two years after yeah. this discovery. Yeah. Also, to the extent where Robert Redford's partner in this has also committed suicide <laughs> yes. based on the exact same idea. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's two years in the it's two years after this has happened, and uh, Jason Siegel, who plays one of his sons, mm-hmm. is going to this island that he lives on in this like big crazy house like academy or something looks like the x-men mansion (laughs) and uh because yeah it pretty much is (laughs) and he's going to try and stop his dad from uh introducing this other invention where this invention is supposed to tell you where your consciousness goes yes after you die and he's trying to like stop it all because he thinks that he's just he's doing more harm than good Mm -hmm. because the last thing that he the last thing that he discovered led to who a lot of suicide and mass this, suicides, mass suicides, and yes. he feels like this is going to lead to even more of that. So he's trying to stop him, and on his way, he meets up with a woman played by Rooney Mara, who also seems to have suicidal tendencies. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then the plot goes on from there. Uh, yeah, that's true, and a little bit of a twist and turns through this as well jt yeah i like how they kind of put together like it's uh it's a lot more of like a mystery like it's a lot of putting piecing together a puzzle when it gets to a point but yeah 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 yeah. i uh i thought this from the trailer i was really intrigued by this because i had a really grand big interesting idea Mm -hmm. and i was wondering where they're gonna go with that and i'll get more to that in spoilers but I uh, I was really wondering where they're going to go with this. Uh, Robert Redford is really great in this. Yeah. Um, I was actually surprised he was doing a, like a movie kind of like this. Yeah. Well, I think I've heard like he's kind of on the tail end of his career. Like, I don't think he's going to be a, like he wants to act much longer. So maybe like something Just like smaller. this is kind of like. But a lot of his stuff as he's done like older, like I've really enjoyed of his. Yeah. Like, he was really good in uh, Winter Soldier. Yep. And uh, that All Is Lost, that one where like he barely talks, like he's just like a. Yeah, I never saw that one. He was really good in that. Like a lot of the stuff he's done, like in his older age, I've really enjoyed. Hmm. Uh, Rooney Morrow's this. I don't think I've seen much of her, but I I liked her character in this. Yeah, she was she was in the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the oh, the, the US um, remake. Okay, I saw that. Dang, that she I didn't recognize her at all then. Yeah. Um Jason Siegel is one though that I didn't really connect with in this a whole bunch. Yeah. Um and I'm I'll just go into that a little bit later, but I thought like maybe he was I don't know. Maybe it was like a last minute kind of casting decision they had to make. Yeah. Before it started rolling. I didn't mind him. I thought he wasn't too bad, but Molly brought it up. And I, after she said that, I did kind of agree. Like, a lot of his action and actions in this seem kind of sporadic. Uh-huh. Where you're like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it seems like he changes his mind very frequently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's not really a spoiler. I'll just go into it right now. Like, it's not a spoiler for the plot or anything. I just felt like his performance like, a little wooden. Like, he didn't really show, like, a range of emotion. He was just kind of mellow yeah. and just like kind of dr- droll. Even like 
I don't know. Like the only time I really felt like behind him is when he had like a moment of levity where like there's a scene in it with him and Rooney Mara go on like a little heist kind of. Oh yeah. And there, and there's like a little quick back and forth there. And I'm like, okay, I kind of like this. Yeah. It doesn't really fit with like the tone of the film so much. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, I, those are little points I was like, yeah. okay. I, I, I do enjoy their back and forths because I think that was that was the ones that kind of brought up like, or like kind of stirred the most conversation with me and with Molly where it was like a lot of their stuff that they talk about where they just go back and forth with each other just on like life and death in general. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of interesting points they bring up there where I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, well, before we get into any spoiler stuff, do you, would you recommend somebody to check it out? Um, before you give I, a grade, I will say it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. I feel like the uh, the ending is kind of a little hard to follow, and I feel like for, from some from people, I think they can probably pull a bunch of different endings from the ending itself. Yeah, like even Molly gave me one today where I was like, I don't think that's right at all. But <laughs> I mean, it, it it's interesting. I just it it sounds crazy, but uh. No, I, I, I definitely would say that it's not for everybody, but it, I think it definitely stirs up, like, it stirs up, like, a pretty interesting thought process. Like, I yeah. was going to watch this before coming over here tonight, but then, uh, like, last night, like, uh, Molly was like, well, we'll just watch and get out of the way. And I was like, okay. And I'm glad I did, because, like, stewing on it and, like, letting it process throughout the day, it helped a lot in terms of, like, yeah, I... I I'm liking it more now that I'm thinking the more more about it. Okay, I would um, I would say this to people like watch the trailer, and then just know it's a little bit slower paced than the trailer. Let's yeah. on. Yeah. And if you still can handle that idea, then go ahead and watch it. It's only like 102 minutes. It's not that long. Really, it's like I think it's like closer to two hours. It's an hour and forty minutes, which is a hundred. 102 minutes. <laughs> okay. I don't know, man. <laughs> hey, grab beer here. Grab beer me here. one while you're down there. But let's get into spoiler speak. Spoiler speak. Um, uh. So all the characters are good in it. I felt uh, Jason Siegel was c- kind of wooden. Yeah. And what also didn't help the fact that I didn't really like his performance so much. I didn't really like some of the dialogue that was written for this movie, I think that was also a little light as well. Like, I felt like at some points the dialogue is really oddly written and doesn't fit some of the characters, especially Jason Segel. Yeah, sometimes I feel like this movie thinks it's smarter than it is. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, And then also, uh, I have very brief notes for the discovery. I have, like, just, like, six things. Oh, that's, yeah. Um, Also thought that... uh, even like during times where I feel like you should be paying attention to the movie because there's certain points where it is very important to watch. If you want to get like (laughs) a sense of what's going on, especially the opening scene. Yeah. It gives a, like if you can remember what happens there, it definitely helps you near the end. Yeah. And, uh, but I felt like at certain points, the score was really distracting. Yeah. Did you ever, Pay any attention I, to that? I'm not good when it comes to score. I almost never pay attention to the score. Like, I 
I I usually I don't know. I don't usually pay attention to it other than like, oh, this is really good. I I like that. Or if I don't notice it at all, I'm like, must have been great. Yeah. Even though I bet like any composer would be like, what? Kind of as a blow. <laughs> but uh, I there's some points where I was trying to make out what people were saying, and the score is like, beep boop. Beep boop beep boop boop beep boop 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 beep boop boop. Um, shut the fuck up! <laughs> like stop, <laughs> mute or something. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I I felt it was really distracting. Not through the whole movie, yeah. but the, once I like pinpointed on that thing though, it was it's kind of hard not to yeah. hear it. Yeah. And so like there were some points where I was like, I don't even think it needs a score here. A lot of this could be silent, and I yeah. think it would be more. I don't know a stronger of a film mm-hmm. if some place some parts just didn't have anything at all yeah um nope. um i said seagull's a bit wooden redford is good oh the premise i think is amazing like it's yeah. a great hook oh yeah uh i think i've discovered the afterlife uh that it exists or whatever mass suicide start oh yeah. sweet that's amazing <laughs> yeah but i think that the premise is better than the execution because i think the execution wasn't like they had this idea but they didn't flesh it out enough yeah that i was really like okay that was good like yeah. i really appreciate they had like just a little i don't even know what i'm trying to say i just needed more more from it more pulp yeah. this idea. I feel like uh <clears throat> with this movie I feel like they did a thing where uh like yeah, like I feel like the the hook was the premise of yeah, people they find an afterlife, people start committing mass suicide and it did kind of turn into like another they tried to uh put on like another uh um uh like uh, another uh story element to that and um I feel like they tried. They did a thing where they they put the two, like the the dead guy that they get from the cor- like from the corner, uh-huh. the and, heist, yeah, that I was talking heist, about earlier, and Robert Redford. <laughs> they do like a thing in that where to to play out their stories would take too much time, so they try and sum it up with Jason Siegel's character. But I feel like with his his story is not the same as theirs. Yeah, and it's like. You're trying to like sum this whole this whole <laughs> like this whole theme and idea up with Jason Siegel's story, but I feel like his is way more cookie cutter than those two. Mm-hmm. Like I think they're those two those two guys' stories are way more interesting than his. What Redford's like, and yeah, and um, corner guy. Oh sure, because like they like even though you never see him alive, like they do go a little bit more in depth into his story. Oh yeah, the, what the part where the a movie where it turns into like a mystery? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that like that's pretty interesting and then they do the thing where cuz they do they do invent the sh- machine where it it does show you where your soul goes or where this consciousness goes and they find that pretty much your consciousness goes into basically it jumps to the part of your life where you felt the most regret. Yeah. So you can change that and then live the rest of your life like guilt free. Yeah. And um So yeah, so they do that with they show that with both corner guy and they show that with the dad. 
And they try and do that with Jason Siegel, but I feel like his circumstance is not the same as theirs. Yeah. And But they try and tie him in with the other two, where it's like, if they only would have done this, then it would be... But it's like, his situation is way more different than theirs. Yeah. And, like... So, correct me if I'm wrong, because this is the what I took out of it, is All that right. the entire movie is his afterlife. That's what I took it as. I How I took it was the afterlife... There is no afterlife. The afterlife is when you die, you jump to you go to another alternate alternate reality where you jump to the point in your life where you felt the least reg- we felt like the most regret and then you correct that mistake. So that machine that Robert Redford builds is like a glimpse into an alternate reality. Yeah, it, it shows the- where you go. <laughs> but you know, they have a line in the movie that's like, so it's like an alternate reality, and then Robert Redford's like, no, it just shows you a new reality that's different. <laughs> that's almost a yeah. verbatim. So yeah. it's a <laughs> altered reality. <laughs> yeah. So that I found that really weird, but I I don't know like that because at the end. And this is where I was kind of dozing off and I had to have Chelsea fill me in because I started watching it real late. But um, at the end, where Jason Segel eventually hooks up to Cerebro (laughs) and, like, like flatlines himself to get to this thing to see where he's going to go, he ends up back on that uh, boat where he he starts in the movie. Mm -hmm. And so I... Felt like that was almost like a weird inception moment where he was dead inside being dead. Yeah. I, go go ahead and like finish explain my yours. Yeah, yeah. So, so once he was in there, like he was aware that because he was hooked up to the machine, he's aware that he is dead and can, can kind of control where he's going in these memories. And other people are also aware. So that's when... Rooney Mara says, like, oh, you've been just doing this over and over and over again. Yeah. Caught in almost like a time loop. Yeah. And then once he figures that out, like, then he's almost, like, out of it. And then he ends up on the beach where he says that he had visions of when he was younger. Right? Yeah. And so in order to save... Rooney Mara's character from killing herself, he saves her son with that died, but he ends up never getting with her then. Okay. <laughs> but the whole but he's been dead the whole time, and that's how he figured out how to do it. So the whole movie like would be like just a time loop of her getting shot, but in this reality that he was in, just so happened to have like the cerebro machine in which he could fix everything and get out of his loop. That's what I took the movie as. Okay. I here's how I took it. Okay. I took it as um I feel like the movie has like an overarching theme where it's like people always dwell on a certain point in their life that where their life turned to shit. Oh yeah. Where it's 
usually not that. It's usually like another scenario, but you can't deal with that. Mm-hmm. So like that's why they introduced like uh, Corner Guy and Robert Redford is that like when they when like Corner Guy died, the one place he went was his father's death, mm-hmm. like his like his father on his deathbed. And he didn't show up when his father died. Right. So like him, he jumped to when his father, when he was his father's on his deathbed, and he went and visited him. But like when he went there, like yeah, that's when his life turned to shit. But the damage is already done. Mm-hmm. So he showed up, but it was like, what? What's there to fix? Like you've already yeah. fucked. You already fucked the, all your <laughs> relationships up by not doing anything before this moment. Right. And the same thing with Robert Redford, where like when he flatlines himself and goes in the machine. He does the whole thing where his wife killed himself, killed herself when she was like, uh, let's have dinner. And he's like, well, no, I'm working. Yeah. So then she goes and commits suicide. So right. he jumps to that point and says, okay, I'll have dinner. And it's like, that's good and fine, but no one's going to commit suicide because you missed one dinner. Yeah. They commit <laughs> yeah. suicide over a series yeah, of things. Yeah, over a series of things before that where yeah. like, you're too busy for her. So what happens the next time you're too busy for her? Then she's going to commit suicide. Right. So like, I think they had an overarching theme. Where it's like, people always blame one scenario when it's usually not that. It's usually a collection of things yeah. leading up to a point that they dwell on. And then they're like, oh, if only I fixed this. And it's like, no, only if you fixed your whole fucking life. <laughs> right. Then you it would be better. start all over. Yeah. And that's why I think Jason Siegel's scenario is so, is so different. Because I think, he, with his thing, because he kept talking about how he would go to that beach all the time. Yeah. When he was younger. And I think, like, uh, I think he was there when she, when uh, her son was drowning, but he never really, but he, like, either he didn't, didn't notice it or he knew he was, or, like, something like he was there and he never saw it. So, like, he always kind of had this idea in the back of his head where it's like, oh, I could have saved him, mm-hmm. but he never did. So, like, he felt guilty about it, and so he was like, okay, well, then I'll like talk to her but then she ended up killing herself so then instead of having to deal with the fact that with actually like admitting to himself where it's like i let this little boy drown and die he was like well he can actually live with the fact that he let this girl commit suicide so he like uh focused so much on saving her life that it got to a point where like when he actually flatlined himself and was like i gotta go and save her again like his brain was even like dude We've done this too many fucking times. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is as good as she's going to get. If you're really going to fucking save her life, go back to the point that you can't deal with it and fucking just admit that you let this kid die so you can go and save him. Yeah. And then that's the point. That's when you jump to that point in your life where you actually do go out of your way to save this kid. Sure. Like, that's how I took it. Okay. Because she even says, like, I'm not her. I'm, I'm like, your subconscious. Because even, like... They bring up a thing in there where, like, he had this theory that your consciousness is, a, like, another state of mind. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's done this so many times that his brain, like, intervened. Like, his conscious intervened and he was like, dude, stop. We've done this too many fucking times. <laughs> Here's your you're fucking not cheat gonna codes. Fu- yeah, you're not going to fucking save her again. Uh-huh. Like, it's going to be the same scenario every time until you do this, until you at least admit to yourself that you let this fucking kid die. Okay. What was, um... What was Molly's theory? Okay, this is her weird thing. She she came up with the scenario that he thought that when he was five years old, 
he drowned, and that's why he keeps having visions of that beach. Oh, okay. Like, he was, like, kind of, like, the kid. Uh-huh. So, like, he died when he was five years old, so, like, when he when he was brought back to a point, he course-corrected and then, like, kept himself from dying. But that, in turn, like, got her, like, his dad or something to, like, work on this stuff, and then his mom died, so that's what made him feel guilty. Okay. Or something like that. I don't know. She was trying to explain it to me, and I was... I don't think that works. No, I was... Because I I thought about that for a second, and I was like, wait a minute, is Jason Segel the kid? And he saves himself? Like, no, that doesn't make any sense, because Rooney Mara is not his mom. Yeah, because Rooney Mara is, like, there with with the dad, even. Like, they interact with each other. Yeah, so um, that couldn't work. Interesting idea that he would... That that could happen, but I don't think that's the thing. The one thing I wish that they did in this, which I thought would be an interesting concept... Is like, so there's a ton of, I think at one point there's like a ticker on that freighter or whatever that they're on, that boat. Yeah. That said like, it looks like McDonald's like billion hamburgers served or whatever, but it's like a suicide counter. Mm -hmm. I think it said like four million or something on that thing. Yeah. Anyway, what I'm getting at is with this interesting of an idea, it's like, hey, yeah, there's an afterlife and all these mass suicides are happening. I thought it'd be an interesting idea for the movie to be like, take a turn where they try to convince people not to commit suicide because they find like a flaw in it. Yeah. And I thought that's kind of where the movie was headed until it got to like that, the, the, the cadaver part where they go into that cadaver's memory. Yeah. And it finds out that's like an alternate reality. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's just the movie I thought it was going to be in my head. So I kind of expected it to go that way. But I also think that would be an interesting idea, and also mm-hmm. like not have it such a positive note just to commit suicide. Yeah, but I, like <laughs> they play with a lot of like different thoughts on the process, where it's it, they still make it pretty interesting. Like mm. I think someone even brings up like a line where it's like, okay, so you know where you're gonna go, you know you're gonna go to this point in your life where you can course correct when you die. Like, is killing yourself will that like the fact that you're living through like you're actually living past this point that you regret and then like letting it mature in yourself to the point where you die of old age. Is that the, is that what you need to gain that maturity to know what to do when you get back to that point? Cause they even bring up that idea of like, where it's like all these people that are committing suicide, like, are they just robbing themselves of that maturity before they get to that point? Or will that mature? Can you even achieve that maturity at all? Yeah. Cause See, that's like the, the questions though that I had, like, that's what I said to kind of the beginning. It had like a great idea, but like it's, they never really fleshed it out to like, I like, I don't mind like an open ended movie. Yeah. Like Inception had a great movie or whatever, but they had, they thought about every little nook and cranny to try to like make this a real solid and try to make it as understandable as you can. And mm-hmm. there's way too many open ends in this, I think. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it's like, it, I feel like, uh, it's, I liked it because it's a movie about a bunch of people that feel like they have the answers, but they're just as lost as the people that don't even know what this is in general. Yeah. Like, especially, like, everyone that's like, oh, yeah, well, it's going to take them back to where, like, they were, where they feel like they fucked up. So, like, we can't show anybody because then they, people will commit, like, even more people commit suicide because they feel like their life is shit because of this one moment they'll go back and course correct. Mm-hmm. But... Like, 
even like they they show like the doctor like the head of this like mm-hmm. Robert Redford's character like even he is lost when it comes to it because he goes back he doesn't go and try and fix his life he goes back to the moment where his wife committed suicide and like bought himself a day yeah sure <laughs> and then like who, and then who knows like if you would have kept up with that reality like in two days she would commit suicide and then he would fucking course correct and go back to that after that like. They even, like, bring up a line in there where it's, like, no matter what man does, they always end up making the same mistakes. Like, yeah. They, unless you admit to yourself that this is where, you, like, you didn't fuck up because of this one moment. You fucked up because of, like, your life in general or, like, another thing that you just can't admit to yourself. Then you're never going to save – then you're never going to save yourself. Mm-hmm. It's – okay, and this is a weird thing, too. So, Robert Redford goes to his – dead reality yeah when he's hooked up to that uh machine and he like stops he like goes to has dinner with her instead so she doesn't commit suicide yeah and then he jolts himself back to life yeah so then what did he really accomplish like his wife's still dead yeah but like (laughs) what was he just trying to feel better about himself (laughs) he just wanted to see what it was i think or he wanted to see where he would go or what would happen oh okay yeah. All right. I just because that was at a point where like they said like uh, I think like because they did a thing where they brought in corner guy and like uh, Jason Siegel like fucked the machine so that they couldn't see what it was. Right. He was afraid of what he would do with the information. Yeah. So like he let it happen and then he went back and like saw what it was, and then that's the whole like mystery of like okay so what what is this afterlife? And then that's the whole mystery behind it. Like he's doing this behind his dad's back and then his dad finds out about it. And then instead of like getting another body, he's like, okay, well I'll just do it on myself and see mm-hmm. where I go. Yeah. That's true. Anyway, the discovery. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting. I just feel like they, it felt, it felt like one of those movies where it's like, it's a thing that you could spell out in like a 30 minute, film but they spread out over two hours it'd make a pretty sweet twilight zone episode yeah but something like that yeah yeah i i I felt like it missed the mark for me personally i don't know where it landed with you um i'll give my grade right now i think i'd give it probably a low c maybe not quite a c minus yeah but yeah a c i'll go a little higher than that i'll I'll go maybe B minus, maybe the verge of a C plus, because I think that it had a lot of interesting concepts to it, and like it made me think. Like I can't, I can't yeah. fucking dog on a movie that makes me actually think about it. I just feel like uh, the like the execution of it wasn't done right. That's like, exactly all that great, thing. and um, yeah, like I like you said, like I feel like this would be a really cool short. Like a movie short as opposed to like a spread over two hours. Because I feel like a lot of this is just like like, like buying time with fucking Jason, Jason Siegel and Rooney Mara being like, so what happens when like animals die? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I mean, this is an interesting conversation, but it has nothing to do with the plot of nothing. it. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm like listening to those two. You're like just opening up another loose end. I know. Like, I, feel like, I feel like it's like. We're gonna fill in. We're gonna fill in like. We're gonna fill in like like twenty minutes here and there with like their like college lectures. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, 
I don't know. Like at the like in in the long run, like from what I pulled from it, I thought it was kind of interesting, but yeah, I don't Yeah, like I said, the execution probably wasn't the best. Right on, man. Well, other than the discovery, is there anything else you've been into this week, JT? Well, Troy, I uh I saw Bleed for This, that um boxer with Mr. Fantastic, that boxer film where like he's Creed. in a halo. <laughs> No, it's the one where uh, Mr. Fantastic's in a halo. I don't know. Like, the fucking... Anyway, it's about, like, a boxer who, like, breaks his neck in a car accident. Oh. And then, uh, like, instead of being like, well, we'll confuse your neck, but you have to retire from boxing, he's like, eh, just put the halo on me. (laughs) So, like, he fucking puts his halo on, where, like, even that... Putting that on alone is, like, the risk of paralysis. Yeah. And, like, he kind of, like, works his way back into, like, boxing after, like, breaking his neck and having to, like, have a halo screwed into his skull. Okay. And, um, yeah, it wasn't that good. All right. (laughs) Like, uh, I don't know. Like, the fucking, the boxer guy alone, he's kind of fucking a piece of shit. Like, the only thing that I liked from it is Aaron Eckhart plays his, uh, his trainer. Uh Uh-huh. And like, man, Aaron Eckhart's good. Yeah, he's. I really want to see him in more shit. Yeah, because he plays like he fucking went out a lot with this. Like he fucking has his hairline like way back, and uh-huh. like I guess he gained a shit ton of weight for it. Like he's got like a fucking like pot belly for this. Uh-huh. And like he's like like this is like one of the first times I've seen where like a boxing trainer is like not so much down on his luck as like he's. An even bigger piece of shit than, like, the person he's trying to train. Like, he shows up later for training than he does because he was drunk and hungover from the night before. Like, I don't know. Like, Aaron Heckart was really good in this. But other than that, like, even the boxing scenes weren't even filmed that great. Like, Is I don't this know. Miles Teller? Yeah, Miles Teller, yeah. Okay. But, I don't know. Like, I, I went into it thinking, like, it was going to, like, add a little something more because of the whole idea of, uh... Like, having having him come back from the broken neck and stuff, but, like, he never, like, stops being a piece of shit, so I've never really cared, mm. <laughs> like, about him at all. Like, I was like, he can just retire. <laughs> I don't really care about whatever the fuck you do after this. Sure. But, yeah, I saw that, and um, I saw um, Amazon came out with a, a show on Hugh Hefner called American Playboy. Yeah, I saw that that was coming out. And um, I saw, we, me and Molly saw the first two episodes of it, and it's really interesting, but they do this really weird thing where they throw in, like, dramat- dramatized scenes on top of, like, the actual footage. And I feel like every time they throw those, like, dramatized scenes in, it kind of, like, brings it to a standstill. Because it, like, it's like scenes don't even need to fucking watch. They can just like, tell you. Like, Unsolved mystery style? Yeah. <laughs> like, they just throw in a scene where he's, like, coming up with the name Playboy, and it's like, you could have just told me that. Mm. Like, they just hired this guy to, like, as an actor to play Hugh Hefner, and he looks nothing like Hugh Hefner. They even, like, show the photos of him, and it's like, you look nothing like Hugh Hefner. <laughs> and then they have him, like, doing the narration for all of it, where it's like, back here, this is when I did this, and it's like, you're not Hugh Hefner! <laughs> you don't even sound like him! See, the only thing I ever saw of this uh, is, like, the dramatization parts. I didn't know it was... I guess it was mixed footage. Yeah, like, I think 
most of it is kind of like done in documentary form where it's, where it's them interviewing people uh-huh. and showing like stock photos and like footage. And then it gets to like scenes where it's like, and then we did this. And then they show the scene and it's like, you didn't have to show me that. <laughs> like, just make the make the episode short if you have to. I don't care. Like, it's just, this feels dumb. Like, mm. you're just having a bunch of guys in a fucking playing out this scene like at his kitchen table where he's like, how about we try and get Marilyn Monroe? And everyone's like, oh my God, it's badass. Like, no, this, this isn't the fucking same. Like, you don't have to show me this. Just tell me that it happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it's, I, I still like the show. Like, it, it definitely, like, like watching, it does a really good job, like, especially, like, with how, like, uh, OJ Made in America did, where they, they took the times and actually made that a part of the story where like the fifties was so mm-hmm. like conservative and like you had to be bought, like to yourself about a lot of taboo things. Yeah. Then Hugh Hefner comes in and he was like, here's a bunch of naked women. Mm-hmm. And like, here's like some sex tips. And yeah. everyone's just like, Oh shit. No one's ever done this. Yeah. Yeah. Like actually like doing that. Like that's a really, it's a really cool story. But then they just throw in these weird fucking scenes acted out by people that look nothing like the people they're playing. Hmm. Weird. I know. Like, I don't even know why they did that, but it's still, like, I would give it a watch. It's still okay. pretty interesting. How many eps is that? I think it's like 10 or 12. Uh, I don't know. 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hour long, probably. Yeah, like 40 minutes each, oh. 44 minutes. Oh my God. But I don't know. And uh, uh, Better Call Saul started back up. I saw that. Watch the watch the beginning of the first episode. It's hard for me to watch because Molly hasn't watched the second season, so I can't watch it around her. Oh. And now that she lives at my place, I'll have to like <laughs> try and like sneak in like watch it in secret. Yeah, watch it like sneak it in like bits and pieces here and there, but it's still good. Still good. Michael McKean needs more work. <laughs> He's so fucking good. Now that I as his uh, brother. Now that I uh We'll have, hopefully, some time off. I can fit an episode in between naps. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> Get on Better Call Saul, because it's so... Like, just Mike, like Michael McKean playing his brother alone is so fucking good. Solid. But, yeah, that's all I've been into. Solid. Um, I finished OJ Made in America, actually. Mm. Um, I watched it... Uh, finished it this last Monday. Yeah. Um really solid yeah. all the way through i i loved the exactly what you were saying before it gave like almost like a history lesson on the time yeah and then it went into like what oj was up to around that time yeah and then uh it eventually got into like the trial which was uh interesting the way they played it out and graphic yeah and they actually show you the fucking photos yeah oh, oh god that was hard to look at yeah the only thing I wanted to know more of is that it never went into his first marriage a whole lot. And I'm like, what kind of happened with that? Like, it's it's like, yeah, he's separated, now he's with Nicole. But, like, he, like that other wife and kids Well, are... his, his kid died, like, at, when he was, like, two. Yeah, like, drowned in a pool yeah. or something Yeah, I remember like I brought that up to Molly where I was, like, when I was watching it, where I was like, yeah, he just kind of, like, divorced her after... But she's even brought up, because she's, like... She was like, uh, she was majoring in psychology. She never really like got the degree for it, but she right. was like, yeah, usually like in marriages where like, if you lose a kid at a very young age, 
Like, it kind of strains the marriage quite a bit. But it never really goes into that. Like, yeah. That's just <laughs> what we've taken from it, I guess. I would have... Anyway, it's not, it didn't break the show for me no. at all. But I was like... Yeah, it's a very small... over on this side of things before yeah. he was even with Nicole? It's a very small part of the, of the story altogether, but... Yeah, like, like from what I gathered from it, that's kind of what she kind of laid out. Where it's like usually like in marriages where like if you have like a kid that's like one or two and then they like die suddenly or something, it strains the marriage quite a bit. And it's mm. like, well, it kind of like the relationship isn't isn't the same. And then I also thought that the last part, part seven, was like not as interesting as the rest of it. Yeah, and it felt like kind of rushed almost. Yeah, I don't think there was a lot of. I don't know. Like, yeah, it just kind of all kind of lays out is like, well, people think he's a piece of shit, so he acted like one, and then this thing happened in Vegas. That was yeah. about it. I would almost have been fine if it just ended, like, after the trial. <laughs> and, like, after the civil trial, anyway, where it kind of, like, yeah. turns it all on its head. Yeah. And I think even, like, the thing, I, I don't remember what it was. I think it was, like, it was another OJ doc about just that civil trial was that part six or whatever it was expanded like two like two and a half hours really and that was i think better done than this but maybe because it was already done they didn't like expand a whole lot on it yeah because it had had to do a lot with like that fucking goldman guy i know he lost his son but just shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, I'm sick of looking at your tweedly mustache. Like, it's a terrible tragedy that he murdered your son. I know. Like, that never should have happened. You seem, like, more... Like... But, like, you seem really pompous. Like, yeah, have some fucking respect he seemed, for yourself. He seemed more, like, outright about it than, like, even the Simpson Or, like, or the Nicole Brown's family. Like, yeah. He was the one who was, like... Like you, you like he was the one like always on the forefront of all of the press conferences and stuff. Yeah, and it's like, man, like, yeah, he was like, like okay, yeah, he died, but that was more of like a wrong of a, like wrong place, wrong time kind of thing. Like, I feel more sorry for Nicole because she was the one that was like putting up with all this shit. Yeah, beat up her whole adult life. Yeah, like much. she was getting the fuck, fucking shit beat out of her for the longest time, like leading up to this, to this one moment. And your son was wrong place, wrong time. Like, plenty of people die. Yeah. Not that it's... <laughs> not that, <yeah. laughs> not making light of it. But, yeah. I Anyway, what I was just saying is he was annoying the shit out of me. He looks like a fucking weird Gene Shallot looking motherfucker. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, I watched OJ Made in America. Really great. Yeah. Really long, but I would recommend if yeah. anyone... Like, this is one of the things... Yeah, this is like... I, there's so many movies I've seen where it's like... I, I cannot keep my attention for, like, an hour and a half, and this is, like, seven hours, and I was, like, pretty enthralled for the most part. Yeah. Throughout. It's weird. It's, you can find it all on Hulu, but it's weird how Hulu breaks it up. I don't know why they didn't break it up into seven parts. Yeah. To make it a little more digestible. They have it yeah. in three parts, and, like, the first part, part one is, like, parts one through three, and then it's, like, parts... Yeah. The four, five, and six, and then like part three is just part seven. One kind of see like I don't know if they would want to like break it up in so many parts, but I can see why. Because like the first, like the part one is like the start of him up to up to uh, the trial or up to the murder. The second part is the murder up to. 
the verdict, and then the third part is the verdict up to the end of the sh- of it all together. Yeah, where he's at now. Uh, anyway, but no, great. I thought it was interesting. Like this is like the first thing that I saw where it actually like sheds like a pretty negative light on like like that actually shows like there are some like kind of shitty uh civil rights leaders. Yeah, <laughs> like they like show where it's like, see, we got away with it. And yeah, it's like. That's not what you're like. If Martin Luther King were to see that shit, he'd be pissed. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, they just like introduce these dudes where it's like, yeah, we had a we one, got one. Of, yeah, one of our guys killed one of your girls, and he got away with it. And it's like, wow, that doesn't make it even right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I I guess this like happened it, when I was young enough where I never really understood that. Yeah, race played a big part in that. Because it happened in 95, right? 94, 95? The murder was in 94, and I think the trial was in 96. I would have been, like, 10 years old. Yeah. And, like, I didn't know that race played a huge part in that. I yeah. I just knew O.J. Simpson might have killed somebody. Yeah. And I didn't even know who O.J. Simpson was. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, like, he got off because apparently there was not enough evidence that he killed the person. I had no idea... Really, almost up until I watched this, yeah. that it was a huge race thing. Like, I guess I never put it together. I don't know why. Yeah. It's pretty blatant. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> this lays it out point blank. Like, if you watch this and you're like, I don't know if OG did it, then you're dumb. Because he did it. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. There's a few, like, there's a few points where it does go back and forth when they talk about the trial. Where you could see... Like if you if you didn't have a whole documentary telling you this, yeah, that it's like, oh, there was a racist cop that found like a glove that was very like uh, well plant could have been well planted. Yeah, it's like, oh, I can kind of see where like he could be framed. But then you see how big of a doofus OJ is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it always like goes back and forth. But I, you can see like how an opinion could be swayed. Yeah. But then I, it, by the end of the trial though, like, it's just, I don't know. It's yeah. easily seen. There's so many things where like, if they would have presented it in a certain way, it was like, yeah, he did it. He just fucking did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like there's no way he could have not done it. Yeah. Like, uh, like I still, even though you saw this, I still had to suggest you see uh, People vs. O.J. Simpson, like the FX series, because uh-huh. they go more in depth into, even though that's all drama dramatized, uh-huh. but they go more in depth into it. And there's like a cool scene where uh, Sarah Paulson, who plays, um, shit, what's her name? The, the main prosecutor? Yeah. Okay. She goes, she, she has this scene where she's like at this bar and like this bar with like friends and they're like, like, are you sure he did it? And it's like, well, let me just put it this way. And then she like lays it out where it's like, like, in order for what to happen, but the defense is saying's happening, like it needs to be six different officers all coming together in the span of like three hours and planting all this evidence all at once yeah. before other authorities show up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, first of all, they did not get the word that. OJ was going to kill his wife. Yeah. Or like that that Nicole Brown was dead. So it's like they could not have 
it'd be a huge collaboration over a very small time span in order for all those things to fit into place like the defense was saying. Yeah. But because they were saying black versus white, then people were just, all they were seeing were red, all was red. Yeah. And it was like, oh, maybe it's not then. Yeah, yeah. And I liked <laughs> where the documentary maker was like interrogate, well, not interrogating, but like questioning uh, the defense, one of the defense lawyers in uh, make, uh, Made in America. Yeah, he wouldn't even say that if he thought OJ was yeah. guilty. So do you think OJ did it? Like, and he would my never yeah. say yes like, or no. That's not my job. Yeah. My job is to defend him. Yeah. And it's like, no. He, oh my God, that was fun yeah, to that watch. Guy was, him that guy was That guy was pissing me off. He was squirming in his chair. Yeah, because, oh man, Johnny Cochran seems like the biggest piece of shit in this. Cause he literally, like, he know he knew OJ did it, and he's just like, "That's not my, that's not my job." Like, he's just fucking play that race card man. real hard, super hard. hard, especially when you see like how OJ was like avoiding it at all costs back when it would have hurt him. Yeah, and now that it's like going to help him, he's all all about it. Yeah, and you're like, "Fuck you, OJ!" I'm all with the brothers now. You piece of fucking Whatever. shit, OJ Simpson. Um. Anyway. Other than that, I've been into uh, still reading the uh, untold story of Marvel Comics. Okay. And from that, they reference at one point in the book um, a book called Seduction of the Innocent, which is a book that came out in 1954, um, uh, written by Frederick Wortham. Yeah. And it was like the book that destroyed comic books in the 50s. <laughs> like, had mass comic book burnings. Oh, Mothers, shit. like, collected them from their kids, like, uh, just rooms and just would burn them, throw them away. And, like, it made this thing called the Comics Code Authority, which totally sterilized comics at the time. And I was like, oh, my God. I fucking am so interested in what that book actually says that I Bought it on Amazon, and it's right here in front of me. Oh, my God. Bought the hardcover version of Seduction of the Innocent. Yeah. And I haven't read it yet. I just got it. But flipping through it, I've just seen the word homosexual a bunch of times. Oh. Like, <laughs> like, I can't wait to see what kind of 50s slurs are in this book. Oh, my God. As, like, a, just a piece of comic nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I can't wait to dive into this. Yeah. And, um, also, um, I think Jude brought it up a while. I didn't look back in our emails or whatever, but he said that, uh, we should review some more anime. Oh yeah. Got the Blu-ray of Akira, the 25th anniversary version of it. We should throw that in once, hopefully, Sea Danger gives birth after next week. Yes. And so we get to see that a big I think it was made in the 80s, but the animation is gorgeous in it. Ooh. Awesome 80s animation. Right on. See if it holds up. See, well, who knows? Like it's beloved by a ton of yeah. people. Oh yeah. I'm not a huge anime lover. I'm not either. But, but I I'm heard it crosses see... yeah. like uh it's a big cross platform great just movie all around. So yeah. check it out. Maybe because I think we have one more week before Guardians even counting in Get Out, so I think we can probably do that. Yeah. Before yeah. before we dive into Guardians. Right on, brother. That's after, it. Yeah, after... I'm pretty sure it's going to be me and Neil on Get Out next week. <laughs> if it's not, I'm going to be worried. 
<laughs> I will be strung out. Yeah. I tell you if what. If your wife is still in labor after a week. <laughs> well, from what I understand, if we don't have the baby by Monday, then she's getting induced. Okay. So we'll Good. see. We'll see. Good. Anyway, if people want to induce you, JT, <laughs> where can they do that? Get it on <laughs> at Bucky for Everyone on Twitter, also Bucky for Everyone on Instagram, and hey, why not Snapchat? Papa. Uh, you can find me at Troy <laughs> to the Max on Twitter. You can find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. Also, Review Review Pod on every other platform out there, uh, whether it be Facebook, SoundCloud, Google. Uh, all of them. Uh, Gmail. Uh, you can search us on iTunes at Review Review Pod. You can search us on Google Play at Review Review Pod. Search us on Stitcher at Review Review Pod. We're on everything. Just search We're everywhere. Just search your podcast just app. Search Review Review Pod. Wherever podcast apps are sold, we should be on any of their Get on feeds. It. Anyway, that's the show, JT. Good. A little small time show. For a small sm- time show sm- for a <laughs> small time movie that doesn't make any sense regardless next week maybe get out <laughs> almost for sure going to be get out <laughs> i may be here but you may hear screaming in the background <laughs> who knows yeah. there you go we'll do another one of those like <laughs> leave the room while me and neil review get out <laughs> you can just scream at me get out there there's go. a baby out there <laughs> Yeah, go take care of your child. <laughs> we're we're over here reviewing Get Out. <laughs> oh, so yeah, great show, The Discovery. Yeah. Check it out if you want. There you go. <laughs> I was almost hoping that me and Neil were doing Get Out so I could drop the joke of, well, Chelsea is getting having a child get out of her. <laughs> we're gonna review Get Out. <laughs> Uh, but thanks for stopping in again once again, everybody. Again, again. Uh, until next time, whenever that may be, <laughs> I've been Troy the Match Extreme. I will be back next week as JD3K. And we are off. <laughs>